0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We are the Young Adult Ministry at Maranatha Bible Church and we meet on Wednesdays at 7 30 in our Family Life Center. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to post it to your Instagram story and tag us at NBC Thrive on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome to Thrive. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Sanders and I am. Glad to be back with you all this week. Uh, Christian kind of called me out last week. I was on vacation, you know, guilty is charged. I was in the mountains with my fam, you know, really enjoyed it getting out there. Um, but enough about my vacation. We are once again back in our Hot Topics series here. Um, <clears throat> and this week we're actually closing out this series of Hot Topics. And I'm excited that I get to be the one to close out a series again. Honestly, it's It's great. Um, now when Christian and I started to plan out this series, um, there was a lot of prayer, a lot of thoughtfulness that went into, like, hey, what does Thrive need? Um, what does this group need to hear about? And, um, I know you look at the screen like singleness, how is that a hot topic? That doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. It's not transgenderism. It's not homosexuality. It's not any of those things. Um, but I want to just do a little exercise here to kind of like get us going tonight. So I want you all, if you have been single in the past year, to raise your hand. Wow, there's a lot of us in here. Okay, if you've been single in the past month, please raise your hand. Okay, there's still some of us in here. All right, if you are single today, raise your hand. There's, there's still a good, good amount of us, there's a good amount of us, if you think you're going to be single in the future, raise your hand. <laughs> I hope uh, Jonathan or anyone that's married in the back didn't uh, raise their hand. Um, but anyways, um, all kidding aside, but it seems like a lot of us in this group have dealt with this issue at one time or another, and it can be hard in, single, in the, the single period of life. Um, and... I feel like it's very, Christian and I both feel like it was very important for us to talk about this because a lot of us have went through this and like, what does God's word have to say about this issue of singleness? So very much so, I think it is a hot topic because a lot of us um, go through it and struggle with it and try to deal with it. Um, So tonight, let's let's get into this topic. And what I'm going to do is we're going to explore a couple things that the world says to do While you're single. And then we're going to step back and examine what uh, God's word has to say about those phrases. So, the first phrase or issue that the world says is to follow your heart. Go after what your heart feels and all your feelings. Like, that's what you should do. You should just completely follow your heart and uh, trust your feelings completely the question is, should we trust our feelings, trust our heart? Um, if you're a Jedi, you would say yes. But I don't think anyone in here looks like Yoda or like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I mean, Adam's got a pretty good beard, but you're not Obi-Wan Kenobi. But if you're a Jedi, you probably say yes. But what does God's word have to say about this? Um, in Jeremiah 17:9, it says, The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So in this verse, we see that our hearts can be deceitful, sick, it can, they can trick us at times. Um, and our feelings can also lie to us and trick to us. Um, this can be, you know, just going out on a date or just in general, um, or the early stages of a dating relationship. Um, so this verse is saying, like, as a Christ follower, we can't just completely trust our heart. We can't just go with our heart at all times. In dating or anything, like, we can't just completely trust our feelings at all times. So next, I also wanted to see what Mark had to say about this, about our hearts. It says, and this is Mark 7:21 through 24, it says, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, Slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come out of a person from within, and they defile a person. So this verse, again, is talking about how our own hearts are sinful. You see all the things that are listed there. And these things come out of us and defile us. So you guys are like, great. I get it, Jeremiah. My heart is wicked. It's sinful. All those things. So thanks for telling me that I'm, my heart stinks. Um, well, what should we do with that? Our, we do have, our hearts are, can be deceitful in our nature and our feelings can be deceitful to us. Well, what do we do with that? Um, if you're a Christ follower in this room, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Um, and one of the Holy Spirit's roles is to counsel you and to help you out through tough seasons in your life. So when you have feelings and when your heart is telling you something, you need to seek out the counsel of the Holy Spirit of God and... Um, be testing those things based on what God's Word says, what the Spirit of God says. And um, yeah, so in, in John fourteen sixteen, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither, dwells, uh, neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. And if you're a Christ follower, God does not leave you alone. And this thing on this period, it can feel like we're alone. We don't know like, how, what to do with our feelings um, and what to do if we're like, in the early stages of like, going after someone, pursuing someone. Um, I would like, be hesitant at times to trust your feelings, but test those things over time with what God's Word says, with what the, the Holy Spirit, how it counsels you in your own life, um, and rely on the Spirit to confirm. And over time... Yeah, it may confirm your feelings. It may confirm what your heart has already said to you. But we, as a Christ follower, I would be hesitant to always completely trust your heart or your feelings on an issue. Because our feelings can lead us astray. Um And when we do have feelings or are starting to go out on dates or trying to pursue someone, we need to bring it to God and be bringing it to Him and um, seeking counsel from the Holy Spirit. Um... So next we have, so that was the first one, but the world says trust your heart. Another thing the world says is when you are single, you know, just have fun and when you're empty, just have fun and find your own happiness. Like, don't do anything intentional, just have fun with it. And people, what I mean by this is like, a lot of times people will seek out, you know, inappropriate relationships, you know, just use dating apps to hook up, that type of thing, laying it all out there. And the big thing here, and I'm not saying like dating apps, I'm not like saying don't use dating apps like, like you can use those, it's just what are your motives behind those things? That's, that's the big thing. Um, but the main thing here is when we are in this void of singleness, you can feel lonely and how do we deal with this like the singleness? Do we just have fun? Do we try to find our own happiness? Do we do that? Um, when when we are single, what we should be doing is filling ourselves with God and with the person of Jesus. And when Jesus spoke, he, he met a woman at a well, a Samaritan woman, Jesus said to her, this is, uh, um, it's on the screen here I think on the next one. Yeah, John four thirteen and 14, and it says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up in eternal life. So in this singleness period, it is a great time for you to grow, to be filling yourself up with Jesus, the person of Jesus, to grow and be ready to be that person that when you meet that you know, special someone, that um, you are the person that Jesus wants you to be. Um, and there's no thing on this earth, so any way to deal with this void of you know, singleness There's no thing, no person, um, no out. There's nothing that's going to help you to deal with this other than the person of Jesus. And we need to be filling ourselves with this living water who is uh, Jesus. And how do we do this? We we abide in him. And in John 15, 4 through 5, it says, uh, Abide in me and I will you, and I in you. And... As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He, he is it that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Now when we abide in Jesus, he's also gonna be you know, working in us and doing that with us. And abiding, this term abide means to be in him. And when we're in him, we're gonna be full. Now, is there seasons where we might struggle? Yeah, but when, when you feel emptiness, when you feel this void, run to him. Seek him. Um, and something really, really important I want to mention tonight, like, in this, uh, you know, this void, this singleness time, like, just center your focus on the person of Jesus. Just grow, because a lot of times, like, your focus gets shifted, and when that person is there and you lose time, but um, just really focus on Him and just grow and just try to become more like Him and fill yourself up with Him. And when we, we're doing this abiding in Him, you know, we're in His Word, we're in prayer, we're, we're going to things to help us be filled with the person of Jesus. Um, and now... I can't neglect to mention, there might be someone in this room or a couple of people in this room that might be called to singleness entirely, um, which sounds lonely, but hey, Paul did it. And Paul was a great person in the church. He lived his whole life on mission. So in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 6 through 8, Paul states, uh, now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were single as I myself am. But each has his own gift from God, one of a kind and one to another. To the unmarried and to the widows, I say that it's good for them to remain single as I am. So Paul, if you don't know this guy Paul, he was an apostle, and he lived a life that was really dedicated to God um, after he was changed, you know, when he became a Christ follower. Um, And he more than likely lived, when he became a Christian, he was more than likely a widower and lived most of his life You know, in this singleness, being called the singleness here. And does it sound lonely and sad? Yeah. But he was used for the kingdom of God, and he was able to grow the kingdom of God and foster it. And he did get discouraged at times, but he lived on mission. So when he um, says here uh, that in 1 Corinthians 7, he's speaking how he was able to do so much for the kingdom when he was single. Um, and again, he was single for a lot of his life, and he, he wishes that people could remain single because he sees how much he can accomplish alone. Now, you can still accomplish stuff for the church if you 're in a married relationship don 't get me wrong here, but um, when you 're single a lot of time, you don 't have to worry about, hey, like I need to fulfill my husband or wife 's needs. I just am going to fill myself up with Christ and just meet the church 's needs, like Paul. Uh, was doing there, and just, just think about it there, when you're married, it, it is a gift, and he even says it there, um, one, well, one of a kind is to being single, and one of another is being married, so when you have the marriage relationship, it's a gift, as in you push each other towards Christ, you have someone that's there as a, like a helpmate, to push you towards him, um, and you can encourage one another, and marriage is still a blessing and a great thing, but they're both each a gift in its own, like Paul says here, um, it's just in different ways. So um, when, when you're single, and I think the biggest thing here, like kind of drawing it up, is just to have your focus on him and living on mission. Paul here, he, he lived on mission. He was a guy that was alone, single, and he still lived on mission for God. And when we're in the singleness period, we need to have our focus on Him. Now, some applications for this like whole singleness thing here. So, we need to seek counsel from the Spirit in all things, which includes dating as well. Um, and, like I said, we cannot trust our own hearts. Our hearts are deceitful, um, they're, they're wicked above all things, and There are times where your feelings in your heart is right, but you need to test those things over time, and I would be hesitant to um, just completely trust your feelings. Um, And two, when singleness makes you feel empty, we need to be filling ourselves up with Jesus instead of the things of this world. Um, A lot of times, like, there's a gravitation towards, like, doing these things, meeting up in, like, bars and doing that type of stuff when we feel empty, and um, the person of Jesus, you're not gonna feel empty, it's gonna be a you know, living water, you're gonna be completely filled up. So we need, in this period of singleness, we need to be going to the person that is Jesus. Um, and three, singleness is a gift, don't waste it. So in this singleness period, um, doesn't feel like a gift, right? So, a lot of you in this room that are single are like, hey, like, I'm alone. This is rough. Like, people don't understand. I'm, I have my sad boy, sad girl hours alone crying in my room. Nobody likes me, but in a sense, it is a gift because you are figuring out yourself and um, how you can grow to be more like Jesus, and that's why it's a gift, because you can take that time to be filled with Him, so that when that person comes along, you are the person that um, Jesus wants you to be. Now, you're still going to grow in a marriage relationship. You don't get the marriage, and you're perfect. It does not solve all your problems. I'm sure married people could say, like, amen here. I don't know, but um, I don't know. Thanks. But anyways, this singleness thing is is a gift, even when it doesn't feel like it. it is, because um, it's a part of this maturing process to grow into the person Jesus wants you to. And when you feel alone in this singleness period, we need to bring it to Jesus. And don't go to these empty wells. Don't go to these things that aren't going to fill you like Jesus would. Um, and now I want to kind of share a verse here as like, almost like a benediction here. And this is uh, 1 Peter 5-7. It says, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And if you just feel completely lonely with this singleness thing, or just even like in a dating relationship, you can still feel anxious. Just cast it to him because we have a God that is with us and he cares for us. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for this day. Just want to thank you for everything you give us, Lord. Lord, I pray um, for people that are single in this room that they would seek you with everything they have, Lord. Lord, I would pray for people that are in relationships, that they would honor you in those relationships, that they would keep you at the center of their relationships. And I would even pray for the married people in this room that they would honor you and seek you in all things, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray if anyone does feel alone and feel unloved because no one is dating them, Lord. Uh, I pray that you'd strengthen them and let them know that you are here for them and you love them, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you for this day and just thank you for everyone here. In your son's holy name, amen. Amen. Good night and thrive.